and welcome to our first Oblong Desk special. I'm John Tyndall and joining me is Noakes. Hi, Noakes. Hello, John. Why is this a bit different? Well, because basically we know that, like us, you are a bit of an anorak and you don't like to leave things untouched and unturned so in between the now albums there are tracks that we don't want to get forgotten about so uh, that's the purpose of this one what albums are we covering in our first special notes well we're covering now dance 92 which as it suggests was released um at the end of the year and then we're also covering the mega rave which although it was released in early 93 was uh, uh, an album that had an awful lot of late 92 tracks on it so we're basically wrapping up the uh, dance tracks from the end of 92 that's what we're doing here excellent so if people fancy a bit of a uh, a groove and a bop and maybe even get their glow sticks out, then this is a good opportunity. Yeah, I would say so. So we'll start with Now Dance 92, which has a red cover with a none more early 90s logo on it. Um, hasn't dated particularly well. Um, and uh, the artist names on the back are in lovely italic font for no apparent reason. That doesn't really fit with the dance album, does it? But there you go. So that uh, album was released on the 2nd of November 92. That's a fortnight before Now 23 came out. It spent two weeks at number three in the chart, but obviously there were an awful lot of compilation albums coming out around about the same time, so that's not too bad. There are 20 tracks on the CD, uh, all mixed together, or segued really, not not properly mixed. They're all seven-inch versions except for Run To You By Rage, which isn't for some strange reason. We'll come to that later. Uh, If you bought it on vinyl or set you got 30 tracks you got an extra 10 tracks and none of them were mixed together most of them were 12 inch versions on that as well including the ones that featured on the cd and most interestingly of all it features the wrong version of shake your head by was not was which is the first track it features the demo version with a certain madonna uh, doing the female vocal instead of kim basinger it's interesting that they chose madonna in the first place do you know anything about why she eventually was ditched um not really i i think it was recorded a long time before it was released as a single i believe it may have even been recorded before she was famous so i think that's why she's on it she was probably just doing session singer jobs and all that kind of thing um as to why they ditched it i think she probably said no you don't i imagine so a case of uh, a case of becoming important and then deciding that this was not she's strange given the success of the hit and indeed the um the quality of madonna's mind you i suppose having said that halfway through my thought i'm already thinking actually at this point madonna was pretty big yeah you'd she'd done what the blonde ambition tour was what 1990 ish erotica had come out the album was uh, doing really well so yeah i think i think it was just a case of uh, i think we better re-record this i mean I, I presume they asked her and she said no but i i don't know for sure if you have madonna on tape you're gonna ask her aren't you Yes, I would imagine so. So so it was an error that got that put on the vinyl and cassette versions of the album. And someone very helpfully said on Discogs, oh, I don't know why people don't covet this album more often if they're Madonna fans, because it's got a rarity. Uh, thanks for that, whoever did that review, because it used to be available for about 20 quid on Discogs or other second-hand outlets. Now you're talking 50-odd quid. So um, given that I don't have a copy on vinyl and would quite like one, that's a really helpful comment. Yes, well done. Well done, people for sharing information yeah um let me briefly run you through the extra tracks that you get on the vinyl and cassette copies should you want to seek one out yourself they are as follows and spot the pattern here uh, i.e none of these are massive hits inner city pennies from heaven wag your tail expand your mind that wasn't even a top 40 hit loose ends and the remix of hanging on a string brand new heavies don't let it go to your head innocence one love in my lifetime a massive number 40 smash rock your baby by kws oh a top 10 hit salt and pepper start me up which got to number 39 i feel love by messiah k class so right and back to the old school by Baseheads, which i suppose that got to number 12 so it's a fairly big hit some interesting tracks that we got there. i suspect that's because they just needed to fill space yeah i guess so i mean it, it was part of a very small period of time when instead of cds getting bonus tracks the vinyl did i think it was probably to boost vinyl sales i think and someone will correct me undoubtedly if i'm wrong here because they always do um and and you know that that's a good thing we're, we're not we're not perfect we're not saying we're uh, completely 100 percent correct every time but i think vinyl sales had first started 
started to seriously dip around this point. Um, and there was a compilation album the year before um, called DP to Leaven, The Spirit of Ecstasy, um, which, uh, which was also a 20-track CD, but a 30-ish track vinyl and cassette version. So I think it had just become one of those things that record companies did to try to encourage people to buy the vinyl more than anything. Lovely. Uh, but you bought the CD, and so that's what we're reviewing. We've covered was not was. Shall we move on to track two then, which is Undercover's Baker Street? We kind of covered this um, before when we were talking about why it didn't appear on Now 23. Um, and I guess this is why. They, they probably saved it for this because they felt it, it sat better. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about this. I mean, as cover versions go, given that I like the original, I, I don't mind this, actually. From all the undercover ones, it's certainly the best of the bunch. Oh, I certainly agree with that. Yes, it's definitely the best thing that undercover ever did. Um probably because it has such a quality thing to work with but they didn't actually do a bad job re-singing it either yeah i think it's all right i mean it's you know it's a big dance hit of the year it's certainly got its place on here um we've got a few now that we're going to skip over because we've already covered them previously house of love by e17 ebenezer good by the shaman something good by the utah saints and our first clip on this special edition of oblong desk is of this track right here feeling very Teutonic after that U96 Das Boot um, lots of uh, ignorant DJs at the time were saying it was Das Boot but it's not it's Das Boot do you mean lots of Stokey DJs lots of DJs from around the entire planet were mispronouncing it but yes particularly <laughs> yeah. particularly I'm thinking of one uh, who may may or may not be from that region yes we, we love him really so Germanic, fantastic, has those really, you know, submarine noise effects on the vocal. I think it's bonkers, but I don't mind it at all. It's, it's fun to stick on and have a gig or two. I think it's fine. I mean, it was a uh, number 18 hit in September, uh, the only top 40 hit for German DJ Alex Christensen, uh, although we at URN Towers certainly played a couple of his other songs later on, including I Want to Be a Kennedy, which wasn't a hit at all, not even top 75. But, um, yeah, I like it. Um, the clue is in the fact that he does say Das Bord all the way through, even if it is kind of vocoderized. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's perfectly fine. And I must admit, when Pet Shop Boys did their um, musical version of, uh, I think it was Das Bord, wasn't it? In um, uh, in the open air when they when they did their orchestral version of that, I was a bit disappointed. It didn't sound like this. This is one of those tunes that it, it's almost unique, and and for that reason enjoyable and worthy of mention moving on we've got uh, a couple of tracks bizarre ink featuring angie brown i'm going to get you and u two's even better than the real thing which is the perfecto mix remember we uh, chatted about that on a previous desk um and i think we were of the opinion you prefer this one and i prefer the original um but we thought that we thought that they were both valid things to exist yeah that's right well done oz the next track we're going to have a listen to is track 9 on Now Dance 92, and it's from the Stereo MCs, and probably their best work. So that's connected by the Stereo MCs on Now Dance 92, which we're reviewing on this special edition of Oblong Desk, and that is from the album of the same name. I think I agree with you, John. I think it probably is their finest work. However, there's a slight problem with um, this track being on here. Not 
in itself but what happened to it later on so as i said earlier this track was uh, part of an album that was all segued together you can't call it mixed because one track fades out the other one fades in now as a result um you lose the um you know that little intro bit connected where they go connection or whatever it is they say at the beginning and then the uh comes in right that intro bit is playing over the end of U2 and obviously the track fades out into the next track on the album. So that would be fine if this was the only album that they'd used that master tape for. However, every subsequent compilation album uses this as its master tape for Connected. So you completely lose the intro and the song fades out early. I don't understand why this is. It makes no sense to me if you've got access to the original track to make this album, why you would then use the mixed together album version for future tracks. But do you know what? I even heard it on the radio yesterday. So radio stations also play this <laughs> off, off a different compilation, obviously, but they play that version and it just really, really winds me up. I have a theory as to why this has happened and I put it down to human nature. As part of my other job, I actually have a job that I get paid for, listener. You'll be delighted to know. I sometimes have to produce PowerPoints and stuff, and we're supposed to use original branding material on these PowerPoints. And I must admit that I've got a copy of something, and I always go back to this other PowerPoint that I've got copies of this original branding material of, which may now be out of shape and slightly aspect ratio-y wrong. Mm. But I still always use them and try to uh, try to sort that out as best I can from this thing, because I simply can't be bothered to go through the filing system of the company and find the original folder because it's lost in the midst of time. And I'm sure that something similar has happened here, and the original connected is somewhere in now towers but no one knows where it is <laughs> somewhere in virgin emi that is now sony polygram whatever it's called these days towers because they're all basically one record company yeah. yes you're probably right and, and there's no chance we're ever going to get back to the original so if you have the original cd single version of this then i would cherish it because you're certainly not going to get that version on any compilation album it appears on um so that isn't the last time we'll be talking about incorrect use of master tapes on this edition of Oblong Desk. Excellent. <laughs> More on that later. Um, let's quickly skip over track 10 because that is, and I think this is the right choice for a dance album, Voulez Vous from the Aberesque EP by Erasure. And um, I, I don't think there's much we can say about that. We've, we've discussed a different Erasure song uh, on a different desk and um, this one seems the right choice, doesn't it, really? I'm happy with it here. I think you're right, it's the right choice. Let's move on to track 11. Oh, what's her name? It's Mabel, isn't it? No, Nana Cherry. Yeah, no, but she's Mabel's mum, isn't she? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Mabel's mum. Yes, it's a contemporary reference for the kids, mate. Down with the kids. Yes. Nana Cherry and Money Love, track 11 on Now Dance 92. Only a number 23 hit in October, but it's nice to have it here because um, I'm struggling to think of any other compilations from the time that it appeared on. I've got a um, foreign compilation uh, which does have uh, this on, and obviously it's not mixed together with other tracks, so that's very nice. Um, I think it might be Norwegian or something like that. Goodness knows how I got hold of it. But this is a real rarity on here, I would say. I can remember playing it to death on uh, our student radio station. We did. We all did, I think. Yeah, we loved it. I was a particular fan of Nana Cherry anyway, Um and I, I just love everything about this. I love the guitars in it. I love 
obviously how she sings it and the attitude she has to and the, the you know the the sampling and the scratch effects that are on there as well it just makes it a really funky track does it sound like it's dated well i'm not sure I, i'm probably looking at it through 1990s tinted spectacles um but do you know what? I'd, I'd actually love to hear it redone today I think the basis of the song is excellent. I'd, I'd like to hear a remix of it, possibly even done by Daughter Mabel. Well, there's an idea. That's a very good idea, actually, because I, I, I don't think it has dated particularly. I think it sounds perfectly fine. It, it's a shame that it didn't really do very well in the chart and then um, that album kind of got overlooked. I must admit, I haven't heard the album, but the singles off it were quite interesting. There was Buddy X as well, which was uh, not bad, too. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a shame. And it, I, I suppose before we move on to the next song, we should probably throw in the obligatory joke that isn't it a shame that Moni Love never did a song called Naina Cherry? Right, Let's waft that aside and move along. Uh, track 12 is Joy by Soul to Soul. 13, We Got a Love Fang by CeCe Patterson. Let's not go there again. Uh, 14, Shanice with I Love Your Smile. And I think we're going to hear some of track 15, aren't we? Ain't No Man by Dina Carroll. Yeah, let's play a bit of Dina. As discussed before, you will know that I'm a big fan of Dina Carroll and her singing voice. And here is a song where it actually justifies the use, because Ain't No Man is really quite a quality piece of work. Uh, nice groove to it, a nice soulful vibe. Sounds a bit 70s, and for that reason, I was wondering if it was a cover. But no, this is an original piece of work, and I think a fine one. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. It was her first hit as well, first solo hit anyway, because she'd had that one with Quartz the year before. Um, reached just number 17 in July. She never really had any massive hits other than two right at the end of 93. Um, and uh, it's a real shame, actually. I think the uh, the disco-y ones never did as well as they should have. There's another one, which I won't talk about now because it's on a future Now Dance album, and we'll cover it there, I expect. But uh, yeah, good song, I think. Certainly better than the... Uh, the ballads that tended to get on the regular now albums that's for sure so track 16 is don't you worry about a thing by incognito 17 sl2 on a ragger tip 18 is two unlimited twilight zone and dr spins tetris is track 19 all of which you can find our thoughts on on previous desks uh 20 the final track on the album is rage run to you again one that we've covered before but this is slightly different yeah it is um it's a bit of an oddity on here because um i mentioned that the lp and cassette contained pretty much all 12 inch versions um but uh, this 12 inch version made it onto the cd as well it's called the vital organs mix um, probably best not to go into too much discussion as to why, really. Um, it's it's okay. It's not brilliant. I suspect it's there because they looked at the timing of the CD and thought, oh, hang on, um, we can actually fill a bit more space here, so let's just shove on the 12-inch of that one then. Um, it, it's, it's nothing to write home about. It. It's not worth buying this CD just to get it. You'll be unsurprised to hear. Excellent. Um, overall, then... I suppose we should pick our track of the album. We're not doing regular features uh, on this because it's a special and we're just mopping things up. Uh, but um, if you had to pick one of these to go with, what would it be? Um, I would, I mean, I, I really like all the ones we've, we've played clips of, but I would go for U96, I think. Oh, interesting. I am going to pick, because no one else did at the time or since, Nana Cherry, uh, Money Love. It's one of my favourite tracks by her anyway and uh, the fact as you say that no one seemed to care about it is a crying shame that needs rectifying <laughs> So we move on to uh, another dance compilation album that we are covering off in this special edition of Oblong Desk, and it's Mega Rave, uh, the tracks on which are a little bit more ravey, because, I mean, you could argue that Now Dance 92 is just some dance pop hits, whereas this does have a more ravey edge to it. 
and some interesting tracks on here, some some really lesser-known ones that we're going to be having a listen to. What have you got for us on this one? Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one, this, because uh, there were three of these, although the next two had a slightly different name. So the Mega Rave was the first one, um, and it's compiled by Ashley Abram, as Now Dance 92 was. We didn't mention that, but I'm, I'm sure you probably guessed that much. Um, and these almost were like a proxy Now Dance 93. There were three of them in the first half of the year. This one was released on the 18th of January, 93. So um, not far into the year, and that's why it's predominantly stuff from the back end of 92 on here. It says 19 right on raves on the back, um, which is slightly undermined by the fact that they've got a slightly uh, silly looking cartoon child on the front of the CD, along with some quite cool, actually, printed circuit board type designs. Um, It got to number two in the charts. It actually did better than Now Dance 92. There was probably less competition at that time of the year. Uh, Two weeks at number two. um, this one, interestingly, we were talking about vinyl before. This one wasn't released on vinyl at all. You could only get this on CD or cassette. Um, the tracks, like Now Dance 92, mix into one another a bit. Um, probably not as obviously as Now Dance 92. They're certainly not edited as much. Um, that um, does at least give us an interesting talking point when we come towards the end of the album in terms of songs mixing into one another. Uh, there are lots of smaller top 40 hits on here um, and it's quite a good one to buy if you're looking to mop up some smaller hits from the end of 92 some are very very hard to find elsewhere excellent the first one not though the first one's absolutely everywhere heaven 17's temptation full-length brothers in rhythm remix yeah it is at least the 12 inch version there are only two 12 inch mixes on here by the way um that's uh, one of them and it's interesting to hear the full-length version i think because it just shows how brilliant brothers in rhythm were at remixing other people's work and turning it into a a slightly different masterpiece uh we've we've talked about this uh already but the full-length version definitely demonstrates it i think more stereo mcs for track two uh this time it's step it up that was the follow-up single to uh, connected and like most second singles you can see where it's come from but it's nowhere near as good as connected track three is the first of two appearances on here for the shaman with forever people um the beatmaster's heavenly edit the proper version in other words um yes we'll talk about this more um in in a future regular edition of oblong desk i think and we've also uh, got another shaman track to talk about later on the same disc so uh, let's whiz on a little bit we've next got uh, the prodigy and fire which always makes me laugh because it is faintly ridiculous i think full disclosure i was never at this stage of my life a massive dance music fan however the prodigy whenever they did something it was essential listening this is a fine song i love it uh, and i love most of the things that they've done then and since it's fairly inconsequential in the grand scheme of things i mean it has to be said the best bits are the bits where they've sampled fire by the crazy world of arthur brown um the prodigy bits probably less interesting but uh, yeah it's all right i mean you could make an argument that out of space should have been on here instead but i think and i haven't looked ahead because you know i'm doing this as if we're kind of following the timeline as it was at the time but i've got a feeling out of space might be on the next um album of this nature which was called mega dance so i think we'll get to cover that anyway uh, track five we're going to hear a bit of right now So there's How Does It Feel uh, by a group called Electroset. They've taken something very famous and very cherished, I have to say, by a lot of people. Not particularly me, but certainly a lot of people do love lots of things that New Order do. And, and they're one of those bands that have a very, very hardcore fan base. I can't help feeling that this might have attracted some negative press from those kind of people. 
Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's it's basically a remix of Blue Monday in all but name. Um, it's just a raved up version of it. It only got to number 27. I did mention a lot of these weren't massive hits. I remember playing it quite a lot at URN. I, I liked it. I have a sneaking suspicion that this is someone in the band... Uh, presumably not Barney Sumner or Peter Hook because it would be far too much fun for Peter Hook to be having messing around and doing this themselves because as far as I I can tell it is the original vocal I don't think they've re-recorded the vocal Um, or if they have it sounds amazingly like Bernard Sumner so I I have a strong suspicion this was the band in between albums messing around probably Stephen Morris and Gillian Gilbert because they you know actually have a sense of humour interesting i was wondering because because the producer is credited as the mysterious electra set yeah it's somebody who doesn't want to be discovered doing yes exactly it's always a bit suspicious when there's absolutely no specific person credited at all Uh, i mean you ought to get credit as well but that that doesn't mean anything Uh, i i kind of like it uh it's it's of its time but it's by no means the worst uh raved up cover as we will find out later on so uh what have we got next oh we've got sl2 and uh way in my brain the remix um this is a bit confusing because it was originally a double a side of their first hit no one played it then it was released in its own right and this remix got to number 26 so people don't really like it and i don't think it's the finest example of sl2's work either the next track though layla k's open sesame (laughs) i controversially really liked at the time and i don't know why i went back and listened to it it's blooming awful i don't know why i was on it it's dreadful i mean it it charted in the week this album came out so it was a kind of sort of pre-release track uh it charted at number 23 that's as far as it got it it is it is terrible and if you think this is headache inducing i suggest you see how long you can stomach her number 69 follow-up saplan pour moi before turning it off because that really is uh, it makes this sound like the carpenters it, it's just a complete head-banging nightmare <laughs> and who would have thought that she'd do songs this loud and disruptive after um got to get, get again and again no one saw this coming did they no it's a real shame it's a, it's an example of a sort of lemming like career where it starts high and then just falls off a cliff <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be unsurprised to hear both of those songs were massive hits in europe the germans and the belgians <laughs> absolutely lapped it up um i don't as they would. yeah I, I don't know whether they did the next one so much uh track eight first time we've come across this but it won't be the last how House of Pain and Jump Around. Only number 32 on its first release. I would have been happy for it to stay that way. Um, I'm, I quite openly didn't really like this at the time, didn't understand why everybody else did. And then when it came out again and was an even bigger hit, I, I wasn't a happy bunny. I, I'm guessing you like it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is one of my favourite songs of the time. And like some of the other kind of disco and nightclub classics... It has its place. It caught the imagination of people and anyone of our age and similar. You put this on and we're going to all have a flashback, except for you. Who's going except to for me. Yeah, going, crossing my I arms and this. looking miserable in the corner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, we're all allowed to do that with songs. <laughs> I'm all for individual expression. I think what it is, it comes in the bracket of quite a few songs. Uh, like, um, off the top of my head, I can think of Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Anything that's kind of enforced jollity, I, I have a real problem with. I, it has to be something that I want to join, with on, join in with on my own terms. Does that make sense? Absolutely it does. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> I can't think of a worse thing than uh, my my bet noir on that one is come on Eileen. Oh you goodness. No I yes. won't. I'm not I'm not going to come on Eileen for you or anyone else. Quite right too. Yes. In the middle of this album full of cheesy rave and uh, slightly silly rap hits, uh, we get something incredibly serious <laughs> which we're going to hear a little bit of now. Television the drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation TV. Its satellite links are United States of unconsciousness. Apathetic, therapeutic, and extremely addictive. The methadone metronome, pumping out 150 channels 24 hours a day. You can flip through all of them. 
and still there's nothing worth watching. TV is a reason why less than 10% of our nation reads books daily. Why most people think Central America means Kansas. Socialism means un-American and apartheid is a new headache remedy. If they were doing it these days, of course, it would be YouTube, the drug of the nation. But back then, we only had television to rot our brains. And the disposable heroes of hip-hopracy produced and wrote and sang that hard-hitting and quite enjoyable slice of rap. Yeah, I think it's an interesting snapshot, isn't it? Because you've got these kind of, what do they call, conscious raps i suppose that had their place in the early 90s i mean public enemy started it really um difficult though it is to believe for those who've been brought up on rappers just talking about their women and guns and cars and stuff um there was quite a lot of this around at the time um it, it is odd that it slap bang in the middle of this album track nine on the mega rave uh television the drug of the nation indeed but um it holds up pretty well it spent six weeks in the top 75 this in two separate chart runs but only got to number 44 um but i think you'd say it's probably ahead of its time if anything and it's michael franti who was the uh, main rapper on that and he went on to form spearhead i don't know if you remember them they weren't um, particularly um regulars in the hit parade either i can remember this but i'm not massively aware of you know them as an entity beyond this and i can remember playing it at the time and enjoying it but it was it was a very difficult thing to to slot into a radio show. It was never going to be a massive uh, pre-Christmas chart hit, was it really? Um, so re-releasing it just before Christmas was probably not the best idea the record company ever had. But I suspect it probably sits better as an album track anyway. I uh, don't know, haven't heard their album, but uh, I'm sure that would be the case. Yeah, and uh, it's nice to hear it again and be reminded that anything on a screen rots your brain which is why we do this in an audio format <laughs> and uh, while we're on the subject of things you need to learn about here's track 10 uncanny alliance i got my education It's an oblong desk special. We're looking at a couple of dance albums that were released uh, around the end of 92, beginning of 93. And this is the Mega Rave track 10. We've just played I Got My Education by Uncanny Alliance and number 39 smash on the Christmas chart. And um, it's one of those that... Um, they probably had too much repetition in this. Uh, the intro is quite interesting. What is it? Miss Thing, Miss Thing, Miss Thing, Miss Thing. Went on down to Burger King, found out they weren't hiring, or words to that effect. Well, found out they weren't opening these days. There's a there's a there's a time yeah. locked lockdown reference if ever I heard one. Um, I I don't mind it, but it just gets repetitive very very quickly. Yeah, it's it's okay. I'm interested that uh, Orville Brinsley Evans produced this, and I'm wondering if that was the Green Duck's full Sunday <laughs> name. I wish I could mix. Track 11, oh dear me. Right, I suppose I'd better cover this one first, so to speak. Uh, this is Club 69, with another one that tickled the lower reaches of the top 40. Let me be your underwear. Now, the main reason I remember this is uh, because uh, when we finished our last show on URN, we'd hand over to our satellite service. In those days, we had something coming through, a satellite dish, um, which, as you remember, John, was Radio Luxembourg. Satellite Radio Luxembourg, with its overproduced jingles and... And Chris Moyles pretending to be someone else, yes. It made us sound quite inadequate, because we just didn't have that level of processing to make ourselves sound like we were no. 8 feet tall and 96 stone. Indeed. But then, round about Christmas 92, I think, I can't remember if it was just before or just after... I think it was just before, Luxembourg disappeared because they couldn't pay the bills. And then we had to find something else in a hurry to broadcast overnight. 
rate, especially as that was part of the condition of our FM license when we had our short-term FM licenses. I realise this is getting into real radio anorak territory here. I do apologise. We had to have something on 24 hours a day. So we found this, I think they were German, um, channel called Power FM. Nothing to do with the Power FM on the South Coast, who uh, were a commercial radio station at the time, uh, R.O.P., along with most of the others from this period in time. But uh, they played an awful lot of European dance music. And the thing that always sticks in my mind is I'd played whatever my last song was, um, I'd stuck a jingle on, and then I'd faded up the satellite, and what was the first thing I heard? Let me be your underwear. And it was just the biggest face palm of all time, because I thought that that's not what you need at ten past one in the morning when you're handing over to uh, someone else's radio programmes. Indeed not. We've all made mistakes on the radio, and in fairness, you weren't to know. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, I didn't have any choice. Even if it had been, even if I'd known they were playing that, then I would still have had to have got. I guess I could have slung another record on or put ten jingles in a row on. But, um, but no, they they just started the track when I handed over to them. So, uh, cheers to Power FM for that. Not much else to say about this. It's it's filth. Track 12 on here is Rage, and they are also, like The Shaman, on this album twice. Um, First time they appear here is with a song that's an ode to a popular children's television programme of the uh, early 70s, Why Don't You? (laughs) It It is about that, isn't it? Uh, well, I'm afraid to say no, it isn't. I, I wish it was a cover of the theme tune. It would be much more interesting. This is our other 12-inch mix, the Greed Club mix, if you're counting. Um, this was one of those pre-releases. Uh, it wasn't actually released until February, so this was way in advance of this coming out to include it on the compilation. I guess Ashley probably thought, ah, oh, they've had one big hit. This will be massive as well. Uh, well, when you hear it, you'll know why it isn't, because it's extremely average. And it only got to number 44. Let's play something better then. Let's play this track 13 from TC 1992. Track 13 on the Mega Rave, that's TC1992 with Funky Guitar, which may only be a number 40 hit, but what a great piece of talk over music this is. Yeah, I think, uh, well, you use it now in your professional capacities as as DJ. I do, and Jackie Brambles uh, used to use it for her album chart rundown, as I recall. It's got some fantastic Italians at work on this one. Um, Corrado Presti, Luciano Berry, Marco Fratti, and my favourite one of all, Roberto Intralazzi. Excellent stuff. I mean, there's a back four for you. Yeah, there's a Juventus back four from their uh, all Kong. Actually, no, it would have been Milan at this time, wouldn't it, in the early 90s? Italian production, it may be, but the remix is actually by Justin Robertson, you can tell, because it's got Lion Rock in the name of it. And uh, he was uh, a very good mixer at the time. We'll talk about him again very soon, I suspect. Um, There were also releases by, you'll never believe this, TC1991 and, no, go on, take a guess, TC1993, either side of this, but neither of those made the top 40. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a uh, short-termist viewpoint to take to rename your band with the year that you're releasing. Although it does spoil golden hours for future reference. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Although, uh, given that it only got to number forty, I think it's unlikely for inclusion. I don't think uh, don't think it'll be on Bates's or whoever does it these days list somehow. I think the only place you hear golden hours these days is uh, Forever FM, and uh, Peter Kay normally gets those within ten seconds, doesn't he? So. Uh, but this would be even less of a challenge. Track 14 is BMX with Apollonia. Yeah, or technically B.M.EX to be specific. Now, I thought this was going to be one of those when I looked it up online, I thought, I don't remember anything about this. I actually had to listen to this one. The others I knew pretty much off by heart. I I didn't remember this. Listen to it. Pretty unremarkable dance song, you'd think. However, there's quite a lot to say about this. It made number 17 on the album chart. Um, the rules in those days were that CD singles could contain no more than 40 minutes worth of material and either by accident or design, it looks like by design actually, um, this went over the 40 minutes so it got uh, included on the album chart. So to get to number 17 on the album chart must have done quite well presumably um, in terms of sales and apparently this is also Sasha's first release and therefore highly collectible, not 
not on this album as such obviously you'd need to get the original vinyl or or whatever but um yeah much more interesting than i than i thought it would be and i know what bmex stands for as well go on then wait for it barry manilow experience apparently wow <laughs> this is Just this is all wow. subject to um this data being correct from what i read but it didn't come off wikipedia so i'm assuming it has some truth in it it would be interesting to know exactly how this relates to barry manilow i think i don't think i don't think it does i think it's just a silly uh silly band name or artist name I right suspect. right um alive and kicking is our next song from east side beat so um scores bonus points with me for not being simple minds singing <laughs> but it scores negative points from me for furthering jim kerr's monetary stream i'm not a fan of the original as people well know and i'm not going to be a fan of a cover version although if it's annoyed any simple minds fans excellent and i think it has already um that's uh, their second hit number 26 so not a massive hit i i do wonder whether they recorded and produced that before they re-released the simple minds song um as previously discussed i i suspect if they knew the original was being re-released, they probably would have chosen a different cover. You would have thought so, because you know, they may have got a bigger hit otherwise. Yeah, yeah, they may have done. Too many versions of this knocking around. Let's have something original and fantastic. Bustrom, motivating rhythm of life with a cultural revival. This is survival. Natural, magical, patterns of percussion is the discussion. So it's an cross-lattic connection to the powers that be with a healing rhythmic synergy. Techno tribal, a positive refinement, shamanic. Boss Drum by The Shaman, which is track 16 on the Mega Rave, which we're reviewing on the Oblong Desk on this special. And um, this is the one that, for some reason I can't quite fathom, hardly ever appears on compilations. So if you really want this in its single form, which this is, um, then this is the CD to get. It was a number four hit, so quite why it got forgotten about. I'm not quite sure. I mean, as you know, John, we played a different version on uh, URN, which was loved by all of us students and was uh here he is again a justin robertson remix you know, i think why it doesn't get played as much is it's not as immediate a pop song as some of their other hits off boss drum even though to my mind outside of ebenezer good i think this is my favorite track and possibly in terms of actually being a pure dance song i think it is my favorite track just really really clever i think the the rapping in it and the rhyming in it is superb i'm thinking particularly of natural powers of magical see this is why i don't do it percussion natural magical powers of percussion is the discussion so listen up close etc um, etc et go and listen to mr c doing it because while he may be no geography teacher he can certainly rap and i think we should stick to our roles on that having just given that a go well it's um uh, the whole album is and, and obviously this is the title track is about um tribal rhythms isn't it and how they can well i'm probably going to get this wrong too but how they can bring about change in the environment yeah so if we all bang on some drums we'll, we'll all be fine i mean it, it's also a, a kind of concept album about gaia in all but name and and uh, Gaia is uh, the theory that says that the Earth is a living thing, and every so often it uh, it cleanses its uh, its population of uh, whatever organisms are in charge. I mean, obviously, who would believe that? I mean, <laughs> in in what way could the Earth ever create something that could kill loads of people? Eh? Yes, it's interesting to see that uh, those people were dismissed at the time as bonkers. And now we're all suddenly going, oh, maybe they had a point. Well, at the risk of getting political, I've always thought there's something in that in some way, um, that, that, that the Earth is a kind of living thing in general as a whole, and that these natural cycles do happen. I mean, if you look in the fossil record, as you know, John, being a geography student, then uh, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of evidence to back this up. There is a heck of a lot of evidence that if you ignore the world you do so at your peril because the earth is much bigger than any of us and if it decides that it's had enough of humans there's not an awful lot we can do about it so the shaman were right and so were e17 
and uh, oh dear, this might uh, this might blow the theory. Michael Jackson. Yeah, we can dis- we can dismiss his through lack of research. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, let's skip past track seventeen, uh, which is "Run to You" by Rage. Although we are going to hear a tiny bit of this as it mixes into track eighteen, which is a song by Network called "Broken Wings." What in the world was going on there? Well, that was the intro to uh, Broken Wings by Network, about five seconds of it. And you probably heard the little uh, segment that kind of overlapped it slightly. Now, we've, we've boosted the volume up there. It's a lot quieter than that on CD, but my ears are very, very good for uh, tiny little things in the backgrounds of songs. I'm lucky to be blessed with good hearing, even though I've used headphones for most of my adult life. And I'm surprised it's still there. Um, did you spot what it was, though, exactly? Um sort of sort of fill me in well what you can hear coming in there is the beginning of bizarre ink and angie brown's i'm gonna get you so it, it's uh. the da dap dap and then it fades down so clearly what's happened here is and, and this one was a bit of detective work i did at all not long after i got this album when i first heard this error and we were talking about master tape errors earlier weren't we um Someone, rather than picking the Rage track from a master tape where it existed on its own, uh, and I think this comes down to laziness again, I suspect, um, thought, oh, hang on, we've just done the master tape for now, 23, uh, and Rage is on that, so if I just copy it across, that's fine. Only Rage runs into Bizarre Ink on now 23, so someone had left that recording and then crossfaded to Network with Broken Wings and left the other one up. And then thought, oh, as soon as it started playing and then faded it down pretty rapidly. Shoddy. It is, yes, yes. We may have to start a collection of these uh, and we will be asking you, dear listener, uh, to contribute these. If you've ever had um, an incidence on an album, particularly compilation albums, where somebody has just basically been lazy, then tweet us at the oblong desk or messages on the facebook page quick caveat on that please don't contact us about all the now album reissues that they've been doing starting off with the first regular now album they are compiled by people who do not care what they're doing and therefore are full of album versions and incorrect versions and we don't want to hear about those because frankly there's too many to talk about and we're already past that point in our timeline so uh, yeah anything other than that will be welcome should we talk about the actual song Shall we do that? Yes. What a good idea. Um, well, it's another Plinky Plonk cover. So uh, we've mentioned before how uh, KWS, rightly or wrongly, were regarded as ushering in a, a group of uh, 70s cover versions that all sounded the same with the Plinky Plonk synth in the background. Uh, I think we discussed previously, or, or maybe it's in the future, um, how... I oh, know, I think we have. It's previously, isn't it? Um, I think we discussed previously that uh, it's probably, if anybody, it's undercover maybe who set that ball rolling and given that we've already had uh, undercovers baker street on this album which is which is a good example of of a 70s cover we've then had alive and kicking only three tracks ago and now we get broken wings which is a cover of the mr mr song uh by a group who seemingly have heard undercover and thought oh that's a good idea why don't we do that now weirdly i remember this being on the playlist at urn and getting a fair bit of airplay it's extremely unremarkable and you can see why it only got to number 46 yeah i'm not really a fan of it or the original version to be honest but this does really no favors to the original someone else has put all the hard work in i'm just going to slap a beat on top and have a hit with it well good to see that the great british public are finally cottoning onto this and going actually if i want to hear broken wings i'll just go and listen to the original yes quite um however there are well, I can't come up rave, but let's say dance cover versions. And there are other dance cover versions, and we reach the end of the line quite literally here with track 19, Slipstream, and we are raving, astonishingly, a number 18 hit. Is it astonishing, really? Well, this it's it's a bigger hit than probably 50% of this album's tracks which when you think about what's on here is it's quite quite amazing um it certainly didn't deserve to be but i think it um i think it piggybacked on that oh it's christmas we need a comedy song to dance to at the uh, works party let's put this on does it have bagpipes in it i can't remember i can't bring myself to listen to more than 30 seconds of it probably i think it did yes yeah. and and you know what it is christmas 
uh, at this time. Not n- not now. Not not <laughs> oh, now. Okay. Not now. But I was just going to get the decks out. It's about as far away from Christmas now as it could possibly be. Who knows? It could be. We've lost track of time. Yes, exactly. I can't bring myself to hate this because, as you say, it it is it fulfills that entire absolutely stupid song to stick on when you're drunk. And at Christmas parties, get your paper hat on. We haven't actually mentioned that it's uh, it's well, it's kind of cover. It's got new new vocals but it's uh it's it uses the tune of sailing by rod stewart i uh, don't think he needed the royalties but uh um he presumably heard this and thought well yeah all right then if you want probably thought it was quite amusing if it's bought him an extra 300 yards of track for his model railway collection then who's he to argue yeah well fair enough and 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 ashley's done us all a favor by putting it right on the end of the album so if you want to skip it or in this case turn it off uh, then th- there's there's your cue. Although I would argue you'd probably already have done that with Network uh, as the previous track. Um, so that comes to the end of the Mega Rave, the first of these three little experimental uh, dance albums. We've got two more that we'll be reviewing later on in another special. Um, but I suppose we need to wrap up with favourite songs again. So uh, I'll ask you this time, John, what's your favourite from this one? It is the Shaman Boss Drum. It's a very, very easy one for me to pick this time round. Uh, although I would say that uh, honourable mention to Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy. How about you? I think uh, it's quite a tough one, this, because there's a lot that are kind of okay that I wouldn't switch off, but there's nothing stunning. I'm going to have to give it to TC1992 and Funky Guitar for all the pleasure it's given me of running down charts over the top of it down the years, I think. So there we go, a couple of albums, that's our first special. Uh, We will be back with more specials in between the reviews of our regular Now albums. Don't forget they come out all being well every fortnight. You'll have a new one to listen to. But we will be slotting these in as and when we feel like it. And because 93 saw many compilations being released, it may take us longer than the actual year itself to get... No, it it won't really. But we have got the Hits albums making a comeback. So as well as the Now albums in 93, we've got some hits to wade through too. Uh, And the first couple of those will be coming up fairly soon. Excellent. The desk is expanding its repertoire and its global reach. We're looking forward to this. Who knows what we'll be reviewing by the end of the year. Well, Pinky and Perky had an album out that year, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Please don't suggest that list. Now, actually, speaking of speaking of getting in touch with us, do you want to uh, reel off the uh, contact details again? Yes, indeed. Um, it, these should be coming familiar to you by now. But we have our Twitter, which is at the Oblong Desk. We have our Facebook page. You just search for Oblong Desk on the internet, and uh, that should come up there. Or you can leave messages on our uh, Oblong Desk website, which is oblongdesk.podbean.com, where you can also find all of our episodes that we've made so far to play at your leisure. Indeed. So that wraps it up for this uh, special edition, and um, we'll be back soon with some more, and it will be another Now album next, I believe. It will. So until then, we'll see you. Bye. Long Desk and its subsidiary offshoots are written, produced and presented by Noakes and John Tyndall with original music by John. Hit subscribe on your podcast app to receive every episode of Oblong Desk as soon as it's ready and head to the website oblongdesk.podbean.com Oblong Desk.